You are listening to Nerds with Mikes. Today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for your premium free 30-day trial specifically for our listeners at the following URL, GameFlyOffer.com slash Nerds with Mikes. Today, the nerds are talking about how much plus can you put in PlayStation Plus. Is Van Damme's career as flexible as he is? And is Mass Effect getting remastered? All this and much more. This is Nerds with Mikes. Hey everybody, I'm Maxwell. I'm Travis. And I'm Justin. This is episode 16 of Nerds with Mikes, a podcast about movies, TV shows, games, technology, and much more. The Nerds with Mikes podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at nerdswithmikes.com. What have you guys been up to? Go ahead, Justin. I'll let you open us up this week. All right, thanks. Um, Well, I haven't told you this, but I went back to a game uh, pretty hard this week. I've not stopped playing Rainbow Six Siege. I can't help it. I've probably put 24 hours in just this week, last several days. Yeah, it's it's bad. Is there new content that you're playing through? Yeah, or? there's a, they released the new map and the new operators uh, maybe two or three weeks ago. And the new patch comes out tomorrow, so, yeah. Other than that, anything? <laughs> just, I've neglected everything. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was actually on vacation last week. I was at the beach for a week. Um, a lot of... The only game that I played while I was gone was Pokemon because I was by the beach, so you best believe I was catching all the Magikarps, <laughs> and uh, I caught all 400 that I oh needed my gosh. to uh, to get my dragons. So. Did, did you actually do anything on vacation except for catch Magikarp? Uh, yeah, we went to the beach, uh, I think, three times. We ate a lot of seafood. Uh, we hung out with Sarah's friends. I also got in around a disc golf down in, down in New Bern, so that was fun. Nice. Um, and then... Uh, one thing that uh, we also, not, I didn't get started on, but my wife's best friend actually got her hooked on these things called Korean dramas. <laughs> For short, they're known as K-dramas. Uh, and my wife has been addicted to one, and she finally finished it yesterday, but she binge-watched 25 episodes within, like, three days. What's it called? I oh, forget. Boy. It's called um, Boys Before Flowers. <laughs> and it's a Korean drama, and it's not dubbed, thank God, but it's subtitles. Yeah. Um, but it's the cheesiest thing that I've seen, but she absolutely loved it. So, <laughs> Have you ever seen Kung Pao? Yes. Oh, my God. That's yeah. what I think of for some reason, even though it's not a Kung Fu show. Yeah, I just but think she was so emotionally invested in that show. But every time I looked over and just like glanced at the TV, I'm like, this is the silliest thing I've ever seen. But I don't know what it is about that K-drama, but she is all about it. So what about you, Maxwell? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I was going to say, you looked like you um, forgot your sunblock at home. Do I look a little red? You're a little red. You're looking a little red, uh, at least over the video here. Well, I am. I, I made the mistake of going to the tanning bed today after the gym, and then I forgot that I was going to come home and spend two hours in the yard. So needless oh. to say, I got a lot of sun today. Oh, that oh, wasn't from the beach. Six. That's from here. Yeah, I was over my suntan at the beach. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, so. you could have you could have just uh, lied to us and, more importantly, the world and said it was from the beach but yeah. you told us about your tanning bed experience so that's listen gtl is, bro gym tan and laundry uh, <laughs> that's oh the name of the episode <laughs> um well yours was uh what 
TTL, tan tan and laundry today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is your yard work. Yep, that's right. Uh, me, on the other hand, I uh, I feel like I haven't gotten any sun, uh, and and I feel like I need some. Um, I've been is, in, spending every day indoors. Which is odd because you live in Florida. <laughs> I know there's sun, there's sun, plenty of sun to go around down here. But I've just spent too much time indoors. One because it's either like so humid you don't want to be out there. Uh, two or just working uh, too much. Um, but what have I been up to aside from staying indoors, uh, watching some Bob's Burgers, and uh, finished Jessica Jones? Okay, which awesome. man, that show. I don't want to wait till 2018. I know, right? Okay. I know uh, it's really it's it's a really good show. So that leaves me with good faith that on the 30th of September we will be able to pick up with Luke Cage and have a good show to watch there. Yeah, I'm really excited for Luke Cage. I know we brought that up. I think it was last episode or maybe episode before last, but the trailer looks fantastic. Um, like you said, I'm kind of can't wait for the next season of Jessica Jones, but I think. The other shows are going to kind of hold us over until we get to that. I'm almost wondering if she's going to make a cameo maybe in Luke Cage if it ends up being like after Jessica Jones' timeline that the show is supposed to be shot. So hopefully. Yeah, yeah, the timeline I'm still kind of confused based just on the previews. But um, it it, it would be nice to see some of the other characters retake their roles. Now, I will say the, uh, the girl that... Uh, plays the nurse. Uh, who is that? Um, Rosario Dawson. Yes. She was like in the last couple episodes. She has already been kind of confirmed that she's in the next uh, Luke Cage series. So I, I would take it that's probably after Jessica Jones. Then. Yeah. And for those of you uh, that are listening, if you happen to hear this odd sound, Chef's just... mom just came in. <laughs> no, that's my dog. My dog Marley is panting because she just had the laser show, so she's exhausted. Oh man! Um, well, Maxwell, why don't we use this as a way to transition into talking about Jessica Jones? Why don't you? Uh, won't you give us kind of your thoughts? Uh, your thoughts about it, and I'll kind of share some of my thoughts, and then we'll get into other movie and TV news about uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah, Jessica Jones. Um, I think that I'm very surprised that it was an ABC thing. Because I just noticed that in the titles or in the uh, intro, that it's Marvel with ABC Studios. That's a pri- I mean, it's a net. So it's a Netflix original, but ABC helps produce it. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. So ABC Studios and Netflix. Um, I guess they did Shield, so that would make sense that they're going to be doing the other Marvel shows. But it's just weird seeing it on Netflix and not on ABC. I wonder what that is. Well, I know that ABC is ABC. Um... Is ABC owned by Disney? Yeah. Yeah, so that might be – I mean, that might be possible. Oh, well, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. Uh, and then the fact that these shows are more mature audience than, you know, ABC family experience. Right. Um, so let me ask you, what did you think about um, – what did you think about the villain of the show? The Purple – is it the Purple Man is his name? The Purple Man, yeah, is technically his title. Uh, uh, I – didn't like him. Then I liked him a lot. And then at the end, I was kind of disappointed that they didn't take him a little further. The, the finale with him was a little bit disappointing, but it was it was cool for her. Right. The way it ended. I think some so, of the some of the set pieces that they had like towards the beginning and the end of the show or the the beginning and middle of the show where he had like that girl 
go into the elevator and kill her parents. And like just some of the stuff that he made people do in the show was just crazy. Um, and his ability just to be able to speak something and somebody does it is just, I mean, it's a powerful ability. Two OP. Yeah. Nerf <laughs> it. We got to nerf it. Two overpowered. Yeah. But, uh, I love the character that I love the guy that played uh, the character. I think it's David, David Tennant. Yeah, David Tennant. I thought he done a phenomenal job. But I'm kind of like you, Maxwell. Um, I was kind of on and off whether or not I liked the character or not. And I felt like he didn't have a big enough payoff at the end. You know what I mean? So because I felt like everything was building up, and then the finale just kind of let me down as far as what they did with the character as well. So yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where. Um where the show goes in 2018, if somehow he makes some kind of appearance, you know, whether it's like a, I don't know is where his character goes. Like in the comics, I just have no idea where that is, but, uh, you know, this kill graves character have a way of like leaving his body mentally or something since he's so powerful with his mind. I mean, possibly I'm not real. I'm, I'm not sure either. That was one of those characters I didn't know a whole lot about, but I decided to give the show the chance. Uh, to watch and and I really really enjoyed it, um, but I gotta say like I also liked Luke Cage in that show. I thought he was awesome too. So I'm really excited for him to get his own show. So. Yeah, very good actor. Yep. So all right, well let's move on to some other movie news, Max. Why don't you start us off? Uh, so here's a this one touches my heart just a little bit because uh, as a kid, man, I used to love watching this movie, um, Kickboxer. But the new one's called Kickboxer Vengeance, and it's starring the one and only Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, this time around, he's actually the master teaching the newcoming uh, student and newcoming actor. Uh, I actually did not look up to see who the main character was, the, who the actor is portraying him, because uh, it's really not about him for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Van Damme. But here's the big thing. Uh, if you guys have seen the original Kickboxer, it's a guy with like a long ponytail. It's just like crazy. Uh, David Batista is going to be the villain in this. I really liked him in uh, Guardians. Oh God, no! Um, Spectre. I thought he was great in that. He didn't. I have not seen the new James Bond movie. Oh, it's good. I have to put it on Plex for you. I have to check it out. Yep. Um. Yeah. So David Batista, badass dude. Um, fights the story wise is the same story as the original Kickboxer. Uh, basically, you got. Um, a guy that takes up martial arts goes to this kickboxing tournament, fights a guy. The guy gets he uh, the guy dies by the villain David Batista. Um, so the brother comes along, kind of in search of what happened to his brother. Wants to be taught by the same guy that taught the brother that was uh, killed at the beginning of the movie, and then uh, goes in and basically takes a vengeance or revenge on his brother. So you want to hear something that's interesting? Tell me. So uh, while you were talking, I looked up the guy uh, that's the main character, like the newcomer in the movie, and uh, he was in Suicide Squad as a stunt double. Oh. Uh, he was also in Warcraft as a stunt double. Oh. He was in X-Men Apocalypse as Hugh Jackman's stunt double. Oh. Uh, he was in a movie called, a short movie called Gay Basher as a stunt coordinator. Um, he was also in another X-Men movie, uh, Days of Future Past, as the stunt double um, for Josh Hellman. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's, most of his performances has all been stunt doubles, uh, which is kind of interesting. He was also a stunt double in uh, a stunt performer in Smurfs 2. Um, 
And he also did stunts in Pacific Rim, White House Down. Um, so, I mean, he's he's done some stuff, but I, this is, as far as I can tell, this is his first movie as kind of like the, you know, the main person. So it's kind of kind of exciting for his for his breakout role, and what better way to do it than being side-by-side side with Van Damme, am I right? Yeah. And you watched the trailer to this, didn't you? Yeah, I actually did. And uh, I got to say, it definitely brings back some memories, a little bit of nostalgia, but you can definitely tell it's got a little bit of a new twist as well. Um, the villain, which is uh, Dave, Dave Batista, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, he looks like a really good villain as well, uh, especially in the part of the trailer where they, they dip their hands in the glass or whatever. Um, but yeah, and I got to say, and I know I mentioned it to you, Maxwell, but based off movies that Van Damme has been been in recently, he's looked pretty rough in some of these movies that he's been in recently. And I gotta say, in the trailer he looks really good. Like he he's either off the sauce or <laughs> I, I don't know, but he actually looks really good. So Yeah, I'm, he's huge still. Like this dude he's fifty five right now. Van Damme is? Yeah, and he looks as good as he did in, when he was originally in this movie. Yeah, so I you know, I would love to see him just kind of have a semi comeback from from this uh, and maybe do even if they're just kind of like nostalgia throwback action movies like I'm fine with that. But I would love to see him in some other movies if that if this does well. So, yeah. Well, did you uh, did you watch Expendables when he was in that? Yes. And I thought he did. He was fantastic in that as well. So. All right. So, uh, Justin. Sits in silence. I guess he's no thoughts on he, kickboxing or Van Damme. He, I don't think he's not an a Van Damme guy. I don't think he's an eighties movies I'm not a, in yeah. general. Gosh, yeah. I feel sorry for you. I'm man. not a big. I'm not a big action I'm gonna make movie a list. guy either. I'm gonna make a list of movies you got to watch. Okay, I'll, I'll give um, a shot. It's homework. It may take me 20, gonna be, 25 years, but I'll do it. They'll probably be terrible now, though. But Van Damme movies like Kickboxer, Bloodsport, Time Cop, Lionheart, Time Cop with the mullet. Come on, yep. you know when the main actor has a mullet and travels through time. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, it, it, you're set for success. <laughs> yep, that sounds good. Um, sounds like a classic. Well, in some other movie news, uh, looks like we have our first crossover of Marvel and DC. No, because way. we got yeah. Can you believe it? Uh, no, I can't. I got this movie. Uh, it's coming out. It's got Spider Man and Rick Flag, who was in uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, they're in a new movie called Edge of Winter. So, well, okay. America? So while it's maybe not exactly a comic book crossover, well, it's really not even a comic book movie. Uh, it still puts Tom Holland and Joel Kinnaman on the same screen. So eh, <laughs> I threw this in there anyway. You it got literally me. has nothing to do with <laughs> comic books. You got but me. I stuck it in. You got me. Uh, but honestly, it looks really good. So it's a new thriller movie uh, about a father and his two sons. One of his sons is Tom Holland, the new Spider-Man. Um, and they're getting stranded in a cabin in the middle of winter. Um, and the man that's supposed to be protecting his kids turns out to be one of the threats to the kids. So he kind of like turns over. It's uh, going through a divorce and he wants like custody of his kids. But I guess he kind of loses his cool. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the good guy from Suicide Squad play one of the bad guys, but it looks like we'll get a f- sneak peek at Tom Holland's, uh, long time frame of acting, you know, versus the few minutes we got in, uh, Captain America. Uh, <clears throat> real quick. Did you guys see that, uh, the poster for Spider-Man Homecoming? Uh, yes. 
I like how it has kind of like an 80s John Hughes kind of feel to it. Yeah, it definitely looks cool. Uh, it kind of definitely reminds me of uh, the throwback to the cartoon yeah. when I was a kid. So did you yeah, see it, yeah. it? that Honestly, the poster kind of looks like it would be a cartoon movie. Yeah. I really cannot wait till we get a trailer for that. Yeah. When do you think it will be? Mm, do we have any Marvel movies coming out this year? I think the next Marvel movie it's slated is probably the next Thor movie, right? Yeah, and that's like Star Wars fall Rogue next One, year, isn't it? You think so? Rogue One, that's when we'll get it. Oh man, maybe maybe before, but Rogue One's a pretty safe bet. But I um, do love Star Wars. <laughs> yep, we all do, and I do love Spider Man. Yep, crossover um, Star Wars and Spider Man. So I got another movie I was just thinking about. I forgot to talk about. I'm only going to squeeze it in here if that's cool with you guys. Yeah, squeeze it right on in, Maxwell. Um, do you like it when I just squeeze it in there? Yep, go ahead and do it. Okay, so there's a movie called Morgan. Okay. Morgan. It comes out this year. It's uh, got Kate Mara, and it's directed by one of my favorites, um, or produced, I guess, because he's not directing it. Hold on. I know it has something to do with Ridley Scott. He's a producer. So Ridley Scott's producing it. Um, but it's here's the synopsis. Uh, it's a corporate risk management consultant, played by Kate Mara. She has to decide and determine whether or not to terminate an artificial being's life that was made in a laboratory environment. So kind of like um, Ex Machina. Yes. Where they, it's just kind of a confined scenario based on an uh, artificial intelligence. Um, but she's involved in this one trying to decide whether or not they have to terminate it. So I, I think it's going to be one of those uh, moments where she's like, okay, this is artificial intelligence. Let's go in there and just chop it down because it's been having some problems or whatever. But then it's going to seem too human for her and she's going to have a hard time with it. But it, the trailer's out. It looks honestly very uh, promising. Okay. Um, so Ridley Scott is producing it, but do you know who's directing it? Uh, I just saw the name, but I didn't see who. Luke Scott, Ridley Scott's son. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Oh, it's a father-son project. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds really cool. I'll have to watch the trailer when when the podcast is over because I have not seen it yet. I haven't either. It sounds very interesting. It does sound very interesting. Very, very interesting. All right, Justin, why don't you give us, give us some news? Okay, so, no, I don't watch Van Damme movies, but one of my favorite movies, probably of all time, one of, is The Departed. Have you seen that? Who hasn't seen The Departed? So good. Yeah, it's amazing. It's incredible. The best ending. So many plot twists. Yeah, in like a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, today Amazon announced that they picked up a uh, the TV uh, rights to produce a show based on The Departed. Instead of Boston, though, it'll take place in Chicago. Uh, it basically follows the same apprentice, an undercover cop uh, getting mixed in with a gang. And the gang also has a person mixed in with the local cops. So I don't know if it'll be good in a TV show format. But let's just say I can expect a lot of deaths. Yeah. All at, all within a minute. <laughs> all at the end, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly what Don't look up the ending to The Departed if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Well, hopefully it's good. Yeah. When the elevator doors open in The Departed, and you're like, uh, oh my oh God. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, my God. Was... <laughs> I mean, Damn. well, I, I saw it in theaters not knowing what I was seeing, because I got in for free, and um, just when those elevator doors open, man, just... I couldn't believe it. Crazy. Yeah, it's if you have not if you're listening to this podcast and you have not seen The Departed, do yourself a favor and watch The Departed. Yeah, it, that's so good, and it's it's like ten years old, but it's so good I won't ruin it. Yeah, N- yeah, I wouldn't even. Spoiler spoil. alert! That movie has an unlimited spoiler protection. Uh, whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, well, it is um, is Martin Scorsese going to have any influence on the TV I don't know. show? At all? I, I hope, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be nice if he did. So. Yeah, but Amazon also had the rights. I mean, this isn't the first time they turned a movie into a show. They had the rights to Zombieland, and it didn't make it past the pilot. Yeah, that so. was a good pilot. I don't know if you watched it. It was pretty funny. I think I did, but I, it's it's it was forgettable because I can't remember. It was forgettable, but it was pretty yeah. funny. All right, well, that's all the movie and movie and uh, comic news we have. Let's go ahead and move into game news. Wait a minute, I thought you went to a party last week. Oh, I did. It a was a sausage, sausage party. party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh so yeah, um I actually went last Sunday. Uh not that this is relevant because it all depends on when you listen to it. Um but uh went and seen Sausage Party, the new Seth Rogen uh animated movie that basically is making fun of animated Pixar movies. Oh, gosh. And I got to say uh I loved it and I hated it all at the same time. <laughs> um it is not appropriate to take children to. That's I'm just gonna that is a disclaimer. Do not take your kids to see this movie. I wish I could be a fly on the wall if a family actually thought this was a family friendly movie and actually took their kids there. Because three minutes into the movie they're making Holocaust jokes. Oh my gosh. I mean it's that kind of movie. And at the very end Oh no. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, there is a food orgy. Oh wow. Literally where the sausage goes through a donut into a bun. Like it's, <laughs> it's, 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 there's an orgy. Uh, oh my but God. yeah, so it was funny. Um, the cast was really great. Uh, I think you had Seth Rogen, Christian Wig, um, Edward Norton was even a character what? in it as oh, well. Man. Um, it dealt with a lot of recent issues. Like it dealt with like, um, racial issues. It dealt with, <laughs> Um, that's like, probably the most like thought provoking. It's like South Park. South Park is so stupid and immature, but they're always like on point with yep. the issues. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty yeah, much, that's that's very good. Pretty much, that's pretty much it. Minus the Holocaust. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, I'd say South Park's probably danced on that a few yeah, times. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you like uh, crude and vulgar humor, I would recommend going and seeing it. It's definitely worth a watch. Uh, it's very clever how they how they do a lot of the things like. The one wise person in the uh, in the grocery store that they seek advice from is uh, his name is Firewater, and of course he's an Indian. <laughs> but just some of the things that they do, man. It basically the wise people are things that don't have expiration dates. So it's like him and a Twinkie and a, and a box of rice or something. I don't know, That's but funny. it's but it's it's really really clever. Um, the theme basically is like uh, just a not. It doesn't really give anything away, but people think that when they get picked up and they, cause they always see the doors opening and then they see the bright sun and they always think that it's like, they, they think it's the great beyond and everything's going to be great once they're taken there. But then they find out that humans are just really eating and destroying everything. This like, is like the animated version of the Island. Yeah, basically. Oh, and then, and then some go there and then they make their way back to try to convince everybody that it's not the great beyond. And oh then, the, and then it's the rest of the story is about how they're trying to overthrow humanity. <laughs> and then by and then by the end of the movie, they break the fourth wall because they say, "Yeah," and they say that we're a cartoon. And they say, for instance, uh, I forget the the sausage character's name, like Seth Rogen. Frank, Rogan's, I think. Yeah, Frank. He says, "You're voiced by a Jewish actor, Seth Rogen." And they like start breaking the fourth wall, like who's in? And it ends with them going through. It's, it's a spoiler. Alert, it ends with them going through a portal that's supposed to bring them into the real world, so they can kill actually us. Oh my <laughs> so god! It's it's really it's a really clever movie. Um, oh my god! But. Uh, 
it I went into it thinking it was just going to be this simple vulgar movie, but there's actually a pretty good premise to it. It's <laughs> it's pretty cool because they get to the point where at one point in the movie, like nobody can hear them talk. Like nobody knows that the food talks and they move and yeah. stuff like that. However, they realize that when um people get high on bath salts, they can see them talk and move. Oh my god. So what they do is they <laughs> they take these um they take these toothpicks and they soak them in bath salts and they're shooting them in people in the grocery store and they start to see that all the food's coming to life. It's it's pretty awesome. This this movie sounds so good. Yeah, do not take Owen. Oh no, I wasn't going to. It will ruin their childhood. Yeah. It's uh Seth Rogen was on uh, Jimmy Fallon. He's talking about how he's wanted to make this movie for like 10 years. Oh gosh. So it's something he's that he has had planned opus. that long. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's kind of like I want to go see it just for that sake I mean, alone. You can tell there's definitely a lot of thought that's been put into it. I mean, it's it's really clever. Uh, and of course, the lesbian in the show or in the movie is a taco. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, so it's pretty clever. So, all right, now that does it for movie news, Justin. Let's get into some gaming and tech news. Let's talk about GameFly first, though. Yeah, let's do that. Maxwell, do you want to tell us about GameFly? Um, you know what? I think I could do that. For you, the listeners of Nerds with Mics, Gamefly is offering a premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get your free trial today, go to gameflyoffer.com slash nerds with mics. Again, that's gameflyoffer.com slash nerds with mics for your free 30-day trial. And we're back. Thank you for that uh that bit of information, Maxwell, on Gamefly. Hey, you know what? I do what I can. Yes, thank you. I didn't. It's, I didn't know about the, that. It's for the listeners. It's yes. all for them. Okay, so Sony has had two, maybe three. I don't know. They've had a lot. They've been in the news a lot this week. Um, I'm going to start with the bad news. They are raising the price of PlayStation Plus from forty nine ninety nine a year to fifty nine ninety nine a year. Now that does put them on par with, on par with Microsoft, but if you think about it, just the last generation, the service was free. I mean, they had PlayStation Plus, but you can still play for free, and now you can't. So they're getting a little cocky. Well, I thought it was a little odd because uh, they were free, and Xbox was like, you have to do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that kind of made PlayStation nice because you weren't forced, especially for people like me that aren't, like, avid gamers. We're just kind of casual, I guess. Um, but I've also been on a month-to-month subscription since forever, and that price isn't change because when you're month to month you paid 59 you didn't get any discounts you're so paying, oh, you're paying like ten dollars a month yeah so dollars a year yeah why don't you just buy the card it's because i don't know because at one point i just signed up like netflix oh. and you know what i mean yeah, and then you just, just keep just, going you just do it you yeah just pay your 9.99 there's no change in that yeah so that makes sense. i'm unaffected essentially but i'm an idiot because i'm paying twice the amount <laughs> literally yeah i'm i'm wondering if this increase is literally just because Sony knows that people play, pay that price on Xbox. And, or with the recent Sony announcement coming out, uh, you know, we'll be talking about, um, you know, Sony's announcement coming up on September 7th. But I wonder if they're planning on introducing some new features. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Um, I was telling you before the yeah. podcast, I said, how sweet would it be if, if uh, PlayStation Plus included any PlayStation Now game you could play for free. That'd be awesome, especially since the backwards compatibility on Xbox doesn't even require Xbox Live. It's just there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, because right now, I mean, Microsoft is killing it with backwards compatibility. Call of Duty 2 was just uh, made backwards compatible today. Which is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean... We should Twitch that. That would be sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's not a whole lot of details coming around uh, coming out other than the $10 increase in price. But hopefully, we might gain some additional features from it. Or maybe some of the free games that we get every month or some of the free items we get every month. Maybe... Maybe now we'll also start to include one PlayStation Now game a month or something. Maybe. I wish that they would just, like, nix the Vita and PSP games. Sorry, the 12 of you that have those still, but... I'm one uh, of those people. I know. Uh, But I wish that they would just maybe make it 3 and 3, 3 PS4, 3 PS3, and don't make it like, you know, I can't even think of a game that is relevant, but... Yeah. You know, maybe two big games and an indie game, maybe two indie games and a big game that make them indie games that we actually want to play, but... yeah. I don't know. So I don't think that they'll really. They might add add a little something, but I, I I'm thinking this the fifty nine ninety nine is just going to be that's just the new price because I'll, they can do it. Yeah. They don't need to be a competitive difference. Um, and it's just kind of like we've we've moved along, we've progressed, and everything goes up in price. You know what I mean? So it's it's just like it's ten bucks additional. For an entire year, people will be like, okay, well, I'll pay it. To be fair, I haven't paid full price for Xbox Live or, or PlayStation Plus in a couple of years because you can usually get the codes um, on eBay for $35. They go on sale a few times a year for that price. Yeah, I know. And Best I, Buy used to do that all the time, too. Yeah, and I'll, I'll usually just scoop them up then and hang yeah. on to them until it expires. Yeah, I'm not really super concerned about it. I no. mean, I typically don't buy it directly through uh, Sony anyway, so yeah. I'm not too upset about it. So... All right, um, sticking with uh, Sony news, um, so there's some information that came out around uh, PlayStation 4 uh, Slim being leaked. Um, Sony, uh, supposedly, there's, there were some images that was leaked online. I uh, think someone sold it on eBay. The actual console? Yeah, like someone had it in their possession and sold it on eBay, and then one of the gaming sites went to the guy who bought it and got to actually see it boot up and work and confirmed it was real. Oh, wow. So uh, the PlayStation Slim, i got to say... Uh, I like the original look of the PlayStation 4 better than I do the Slim. I thought it was already pretty slim. Well, maybe it's because I'm looking at it next to my Xbox One, but yeah. it was pretty com- compact. Yeah. Um, you know, the slimness I could care less about at this point. I really want more capability, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so Sony evidently is going... Uh, the rumor is that Sony will show off a slimmer version of the PlayStation 4 console next month. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reported that. Uh, it's going to be a smaller and a less expensive machine that would go alongside the sale of an upgraded 4K-capable PS4 uh, that, the, that the company described this year, which was what we knew as uh, Neo, PlayStation Neo. Yeah. Um, this news uh, comes shortly after, the, obviously, the uh, the pictures were leaked online from the auction on eBay. Uh, you know, they appeared to show a thinner and a smaller PlayStation 4, suggesting uh, that we may have already got our first glimpse at the device in question. Now, one of the things uh, that a lot of people are thinking is that the company uh, is going to release two separate PlayStations, uh, one of them being the cheaper of the two, because uh, we all know that the Xbox, you can get into an Xbox One S now for starting at $299, uh, whereas the PlayStation is either, if you catch them on sale, either 350 or 399 So I think it would make sense for them to have a 500-gig console at 299 and then have something maybe that's 4K-capable um, at a higher price point. Um, 
Now, we don't really know if it's just going to be 4K capable or if it's also going to have upgraded hardware as well. I would assume that would probably have to be. Probably something to, to make VR smoother. Well, I would say VR, uh, but also we obviously know that Xbox is, or Microsoft is working on Project Scorpio, which is the more powerful Xbox One. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so unless they plan on unless they plan on doing another one after Xbox releases theirs, I would almost think that they have to have something that's more powerful. So I guess we'll just have to kind of wait and see. So, um, you know what, actually, um, I just kind of want to touch on this because I've been calling PSVR kind of turd like since really we started the show. I, I didn't think it looked what? good. I know I, we've talked about this. I said it kind of looked bad. No, I know, but I, yeah. I'm curious of what you're about to say. Well, IGN, uh, a few days ago at Gamescom, they said that um, they played Star Wars VR, and they said that convinced them to keep their PlayStation VR pre-order. Really? Yeah. So that's intriguing. That's a now is the, is that the thing that's going to come in tangent to uh, Battlefront? I have no idea. Or if that's going to be a standalone thing? Not sure yet. No, I'm not entirely sure. I know that there was supposed to be one where like you, I think like you're holding a lightsaber and swinging yeah. it around, which. That would be awesome. Now, now, <laughs> now, one thing I will say that Sony has a leg up on is the use of the PlayStation Move controllers because that's pretty cool because it's already more featured than the Vive controllers. Yeah. And Listen, when the PlayStation Move was out originally, I loved it. Like, yeah, it, the few it games that of I, potential. The few games that I played, like even like the sports game that it came with, it was super responsive. It was so fun. Like yeah. being able to have two and have one be your bow, one be your archery, and you actually reach into your quiver and pull it back. For those um, listening, Travis is acting this out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, uh, I played a ton of uh, disc golf with that, and I also played a ton of bocce ball. Yeah. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited to see what they can do, what they can do with this. So. Yeah, I, I'm interested. Um, Not that robot golf stuff, though. No, yeah. No, well, now uh, we're starting to see more things. I know that uh, now this was released by the guys who make Batman Arkham, but so it wasn't yeah. like a game site, but... It was people after they just played the Arkham VR, and they really seemed to enjoy yeah. it. Maxwell, there was a game that I've seen that's coming to PlayStation VR that I thought you would like. Uh, I can't remember the name out off the top of my head, um, but it it you're in a mech suit. So like when you're looking at the VR, it's like your visor. So you're like looking out of that's your awesome. mech, and you can look around inside of your mech and stuff. But it's, yeah. like a, it's like a competitive shooter, too, so it, it looks really cool. What if Titanfall had VR support? Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. Did so. you guys play the first Titanfall? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I never got to pick that up. I, uh, I, I played the second very, one looks good. I played very little of it because it came with my Xbox, and, and it played too much like Call of Duty, and I think maybe... Mm. I'm not saying it wasn't a good game, but I think because I... I related it to being like Call of Duty. I just automatically pushed it to the side. Um, but I will say the second one does look really good, and they're going to have a campaign, which that was the biggest thing that upset me about uh, Titanfall 2 is it did not have any kind of campaign. Yeah. Um, so Titanfall excited. 1 is $5 right now on Xbox uh, Deals with the Gold. Well, cool. Do you want to pick it up? I already have it. Oh, just kidding. As I said, it came with my JK. Xbox. Oh, it was your old Xbox, but I forgot it was digital. Yeah, yeah, I've had so many Xboxes. You really have. It's I like know. your fifth or sixth one. Uh, so, speaking of first-person shooters, uh, what do you know about Battlefield One betas? Just Everything. Tell me about it. Uh, the open beta will actually go out on August thirty-first, and it's exclusive to everyone. Eh? Maxwell, I'm going to need <laughs> you to. Uh, I'm going to need you to download that open beta for Battlefield One uh, when it comes out, so we can play. Okay, thanks. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm on it. Yeah. Um, it is on, <clears throat> excuse me, Xbox One, PS4, and Origin. 
It is limited to one map, but two game modes, Conquest and uh, Rush. And I'm trying to see if there's an end date. I mean, I know that there is one, but... I'm hoping it's not just one of those weekend things. Like, oh, man, it's probably. 24 hours of... Because Titanfall just had an open beta, but it was only three days. Yeah, I didn't bother with those. I was too busy so, playing It takes me three days just to download the betas. Oh, man. Well, not anymore on your good <laughs> internet. It used to at your old house. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, well, Conquest and Rush were the only two games I played, so that's yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I've been watching a lot of video gameplay to it. Um, and Maxwell, I know you and I love Battlefield anyways. Justin, I, are you more of a Battlefield or a Call of Duty fan? Uh, Battlefield, hands down. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if you if you liked Battlefield. Oh, my God. Uh, Rainbows. Yeah. Rainbow <laughs> Six. Dude, I do love they, Rainbow what Six. What if they did a crossover? Oh, my God. <laughs> it wouldn't work. Cinnamon Rainbow Day? Field. Rainbow Field. Yeah. <laughs> now we're playing a totally different game yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Unicorns and lollipops. Yeah. Um, so no end date in sight? I can't find one. I'm okay. sure there is one, but I don't know. Well, we'll have another podcast by the time that happens. So yeah. we'll be able to be able to probably update you. And so, look for a streaming that live on Twitch. Yeah. Probably. We'll see Yeah, if it fits our schedule. So sticking with the uh, EA games, Maxwell, do you have some other news in EA for us? I have news that should change your life. It's already making my pants shrink because I'm reading what you're about to say. So. <laughs> That's just because you got some hot water on your jeans. Uh, <laughs> EA is actually considering uh, remastering Mass Effect, even though they originally said no. So they're a bunch of liars. Yeah. Now they're like, eh, well, maybe. I'm kind of okay with them lying about this. Because here's the thing. When it comes down to it, look, they're a business. And if all the fans out there and gamers are like, please, and because, you know, our podcast apparently changes everything, Yep. one week from today, we should probably hear them confirm that it will be remastered. You know, if that's the case, if our podcast really does change everything, I have a message for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I would like my original barbecue sauce back, please. And that's all oh. I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did change it. Yeah, they did. And it tastes like butt. Oh, is it is it bad? Yeah, it's awful. Oh, well, I don't know anything about Chick-fil-A barbecue I just don't sauce. even get sauce. Today they're like, do you want barbecue sauce? I said no. I don't even I'll know why you would go to Chick-fil-A and not get Chick-fil-A sauce. It's the best. Yeah, that's a, that's that's true. Okay, okay. I am allergic to eggs, and I had it. Uh, I actually tried it. I really liked it until about 30 minutes later, and I was all broke out with rash. Look, so. you, just, you take your but instant think, shot. Yeah, you I take think, your sandwich and you just have them together. I can't confirm that it was the sauce because it could have been uh, the antibiotic I was on, which actually, that's what my doctor really thinks it was, but I'll probably never try it again. So. I thought it was maybe your man pond. It was. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, an EpiPen is what I meant, not an insulin shot. <laughs> EpiPens are up 4,000% in price now. Oh, wow. That's, this that's is a current it. events talk show now. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. So, who yeah. wants to talk about some news on Steam? Um, so here's here's the thing. Mass Effect is near and dear to my heart, but yeah. Travis, this game is going to be like something you and I, I think, are going to have to like stream together or something. Uh, Odalis, the Dark Call, is on Steam. Uh, I watched some uh, live streams of it from Mike Matei from uh, Cinemassacre. Yes. Guys that do like nerd, uh, what is that? The angry video game nerd. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was playing that game. Dude, it looks so good. It is like a Nintendo meets Super Nintendo kind of quality. The soundtrack is outstanding. Um, it's all about like leveling up. You can um, 
you have these stages and you, depending on how you end the stage, you could either go like a, one direction or the other, but, um, cause on the overworld map, so you, it all depends on what you do in the stage, but you kind of have to go back to some stages to get your power ups and stuff. Um, it, it's kind of, a lot of people have been saying it's like Castlevania if they would have made another one. Um, but the graphics, the gameplay, everything, dude, it is, it's outstanding. But I, I sat there and watched him basically stream the entire game from like start to finish because it was so good. Yeah, it looks really good. I got it pulled up on Steam here. It definitely has that, uh, that Castlevania look to it. Um, but I like games kind of like Metroid where you may have to go back to previous parts of the maps that you've been to in order, like once you get upgrades to get to certain different parts of the room and stuff like that. So Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like that in the sense, like of backtracking but it it does have an overworld map oh, where okay. metroid was like constant you know um so it's like a platformer it's a it's a um, uh, rpg in the sense that you have to like build up your character and stuff so well that's awesome well one i would of, definitely check out a trailer or something yeah well one of the things that already sold me on it other than castlevania you wouldn't really have to even say much other than castlevania but Ghosts and Goblins, because that's one of my favorite games on Nintendo yes. and Super Nintendo. So those two words alone, I'm down for sure. I, I didn't, I haven't even heard of the game, but it looks like it's been out since July of 2015. So thanks for bringing that up. I'll definitely have to check that out. So no problem. All right. So <clears throat> at Gamescom, Aaron Greenberg, the head of Xbox Games Marketing, said that uh, the Scorpio opened into console generations. In fact. His direct quote is, for us, we think the future is without console generations. We think that the ability to build a library, a community, to be able to iterate with the hardware, we're making a pretty big bet that on <clears throat> making a pretty big bet on on that with Project Scorpio. We're basically saying this isn't a new generation. Everything you have continues forward and it works. We think of this as a family of devices. Now, I disagree. <laughs> I don't think it's yeah. gonna be the end. I just don't see it happening. So wait, is Project Scorpio supposed to be like a... Uh, uh, Xbox is basically just trying to call Checkmate. And <laughs> just like, oh, we're done, we win. But Right, but I mean, is it... Based on what you just read, the way I take it is, hey, this console is basically going to have like a PC where you can swap out your parts. That, that's been the rumor for a while. Um, you know, of course it hasn't been confirmed, but that kind of makes me think that's where they're headed with like kind of... Uh, it couldn't be like a PC exactly because the I don't think the I don't I just don't know a lot of, if a lot of people possess the ability to upgrade a PC like some people can like I struggle with it sometimes because yeah. I'm stupid but it would have to be modular where yeah. you can literally just plug swap. it uh, yeah, yeah unplug plug it back in right because and that that honestly appeals to me because that's awesome I like to have a gaming PC but I hate dealing with all this the Windows crap yeah you know what I mean like if if you could build a gaming PC and then it had like its own interface for gaming oh yeah they have that already i can i can help you with that it's called is it steam uses big picture is that what yeah yeah steam has an interface called big picture where literally you just open steam and you hit big picture and it's it's its own interface you would think your computer is a gaming console you can actually have it set up to boot to that if you want it to to where it oh. just bypasses windows entirely yeah and honestly it, uh and it yeah, I'll send you some information on it, but it pulls all your games from your Steam library, and you literally can use an Xbox One controller, and literally you just pick what game you want to play, and if it's a game that requires a keyboard or mouse, you would just use that instead. And it will tell you before, like, hey, this game needs a keyboard. Yeah, mouse. it's awesome. Or oh. get a Steam controller, and everything just about has a, a 
a uh, controller config to go with it. Yeah, so if you didn't even want to set it at your desk, you could literally just build a PC to hook up to your TV and literally have an interface that's made for your TV. So, yep. yeah. But I, I don't think... You guys sold me on that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that this will still be the end, though, of console generators because there's going to be some parts that just cannot be swapped out. And eventually there's going to be new parts to replace them. Oh, and, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. uh, uh, like a, a CPU, good example yeah. of that. Um, Something just kind no, of... No, I was going to say the... Uh, the Wii U gamepad. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's uh, something you need to swap out. Oh. Because it's such a required piece of junk. Yes. But no, I'm I mean, talking... piece of quality equipment. But there's going to be some things that are like soldered to the, to the motherboard that you just can't upgrade that will eventually have newer versions of. So I just don't... Maybe longer. Maybe... Maybe 10 years, but... Yeah, I mean, because right now, I mean, console life cycles are typically anywhere between six to eight years anyways, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe looking at 8 to 12. And the thing is, is even PCs now, like, I don't care how good your rig is, in 10 years, you're going to have to get a new new motherboard, a new processor, a new graphics card. NVIDIA makes a brand new uh, card, like, every couple months, it seems like. Yeah, so, you know, now... Whether or not they're they're talking about maybe getting to the point where some of these games are going to have the ability to stream instead of have to physically run on your console, maybe. Mm. But I don't know. I, I just don't think, to your point, I just don't think this is a checkmate thing until they show a little bit more of what they're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So other than that, uh, let's get into some actual uh, video games. So have you guys played Rise of the Tomb Raider? Yeah, it's great. Have you beat it? No, no, no. I beat the first one, but I haven't played the second one yet. I have it on my Xbox, but I haven't played it. Maxwell, you played the first one, but now have, you have not played the new one because it's not on PlayStation yet, correct? Correct, Amundo. Yeah, so Rise of the Tomb Raider is actually releasing on PS4 on October 11th. So in a few months, you'll be able to play it. Now, uh, when this comes out, um, it's going to come with all the DLC and everything that the uh, you know that's been released up until this point. Now, there's... Two particular uh, DLCs that I wanted to talk about today, because um, it was some of the information that was released at uh, Gamerscom. Uh, so Blood Ties uh, is going to be a DLC for a new story mode uh, that basically allows Lara, um, Lara to uh, basically, she's em- embroiled in a family dispute. Uh, an uncle has claimed power ownership, has claimed ownership to the Croft Manor. So it is up to her to find proof why she, how she's the rightful heir or lose her birthright and father's secrets for good. So so that'll be pretty interesting. But the one that I'm excited about, and I know Maxwell will be excited about, is DLC called, um, well, two other ones. It's called La- uh, Lara's Nightmare. Uh, and basically, on the other hand, this is a zombie survival mode where players must defend the Croft Manor from hordes of unruly undead, which sounds awesome. It does sound really good. Um, it, it sounds awesome, and at the same time, does every single game <laughs> have to have zombies and keep that in mind for the next topic? I want dinosaurs. Yeah. How sweet go. would it be if Battlefield did dinosaurs? Uh, It'd be legit. It's more like Call of Duty. Yeah. Um now, there is also a new online co-op mode um, add-on to the existing endurance mode, which uh, endurance mode is kind of like a survival mode. So uh, you can freeze and you can starve, but now they're uh, introducing a new co-op version of it that allows uh, two players to band together uh, in teams of two 
uh, so they can help each other survive the elements, which is... So who's the other person? Uh, they, I don't think they actually said. I think it's just one of your friends, but... One, I, of the, one of the clips I saw, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, the one we were shared, I guess, in the group chat. Um, it looked like there were two females. I didn't know if there was a male option or if they are both females. I'm not really sure. I think it would be silly if they if both of you were just Laura. That would be really weird. Yeah. Well, maybe one's Laura and the other one's Lara. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. But uh, but I'm really excited about this. I mean, I, at first I thought, oh man, you're going to be able to play co-op through the entire game together. But it looks like it's just going to be through this endurance mode. Uh, I also don't know if the zombie survival mode is going to be co-op or not, uh, or if it's just going to be the endurance mode that's co-op. So. Um, yeah, so that's all we have for Rise of the Tomb Raider news. I'm really excited about that. Also, um, there, the new trailer released at Gamerscom for Metal Gear Solid Survive. Did anybody watch the trailer for the new Metal Gear Solid game? No, I'm boycotting it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now this is obviously the first Metal Gear Solid game. Um, so this is the first Metal Gear Solid game after the departure of... Hideo Kojima, I yeah. think that's it. Yeah, so we all know that he has uh, got picked up by Sony and is working on his own project, which I'm sure will be odd and fantastic. But uh, this trailer uh, has disappointed a lot of Metal Gear fans because it's not your traditional Metal Gear game. Uh, Metal, Gear, Metal Gear Survive is a four-player zombie survival co-op action game set in an alternate universe. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> zombies? Yeah, zombies. That's, zombies are ever yeah, hear z- games of <laughs> doing that. Zombies. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and the events take place right after Metal Gear Solid uh, Five Ground Zero. Uh, during the evacuation of the mother base, a group of militants uh, soldiers are sucked into a wormhole and thrust into a barrier world full of crystal-headed zombies. Oh, they're wow. they're they must well, be. You said they're they're what into a crystal? They're thrust. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Thrust into a wormhole. But, uh, but yeah, so oddly enough, um, yeah, it, it looks like a res, it looks like a modern day Resident Evil 5, which I know Max when I loved Resident Evil 5, but I don't know if I can see this in a Metal Gear, a Metal Gear game. I'm yeah, sorry. Pass. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 5 set the bar so high for me. And then you're going to come out with a game like this. It's like a punch in the dick. You, <laughs> you know? know all about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, I, get, I get them on the daily. You're going to buy it like three times, four times? No. Every I day? I won't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love them so much. So, all right. Well, let's get into some miscellaneous news. Maxwell? Okay. So, all online sources are pointing towards September 6th as Apple's next keynote, which we all know means... Some new iPhone will get released. Oh, wow. Oh. Well, announced. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we follow suit with like uh, last year and I guess year after year, whatever. Yeah. So we should hear it uh, released on like a Monday or Tuesday, pre-order it that Friday, and then a week later, you'd be able to pick it up in store. Uh, probably only if you pre-ordered it, though. Now, Justin, I know you said you're not excited at all. No, I'm really not. It's like the first time ever, really, to be honest with you. Well, all I right. know this is the first year or... So when the 6S came out, this was the first year that I actually skipped an upgrade. Like typically I always get the phone every time it comes out, but I've been holding one to my 6 Plus for a long time. And Maxwell, you've had your 6 for a while now, right? Oh yeah, same same setup, uh, starting to get a little bit of a bend 
in it. Uh, I try to be very curve. careful with it, but yeah, luckily not uh, glitching out because of the bend. Yeah. Now, are you excited for a new iPhone? Are you going to upgrade? You think? Um, I think I'm more interested in iOS 10 being smooth. Yeah, I haven't. I heard which beta files out now. Yeah, like I, I update it. Like I check like a couple times a week just to see any upgrades uh, on that beta, and it works honestly really really well. I'm just disappointed because apparently I don't know anybody else that has it. Well, yeah, the jailbreak I, came out for nine three three, so yeah, I've been some, on that. Pe- some people roll back now. Um, yeah, I mean, if they're at beta five at this point, they're probably getting really close to having the gold master release, which will be the full. The one right before the full release. So, yeah, I'll say when I first saw the the video and the announcement of this uh, messaging changes and stuff in the last keynote, I thought, oh, yeah, this is kind of stupid. But now that I have it and I can see that change that it's going to do in that every day, which is very a mundane experience with texting, this really livens it up. And whoever thought, like, at Apple, hey, you know, why don't we focus on that interface? Um, and that experience is is really like they figured it out. That's kind of the next change that these phones need to do. The biggest thing that I'm excited about is they're opening up the messages for third party people to put stuff in. So you can you'll be able to have like uh, like there like if you use the Cash App, there's going to be a built in Cash App thing inside messages. So if you want to send somebody money, you can do it right through text message. Hmm. That'll uh, be nice unless those apps read your texting. Yeah, it just depends on if they allow full access or not. Because uh, I know some of those keyboards, if you've ever used a third-party keyboard, it makes you al- allow full access. So uh, the only thing I couldn't figure out when I was on the beta, and I don't know if maybe it wasn't released yet, but was how to use the stickers. Did you figure that out? Yeah, yeah. Where, like if somebody comments and you can put like ha-ha on it. Well, no, you'll actually be able to like say you put a picture. Like say you send me a picture. I'll be able to put a sticker like on top of the picture or something like that, like a picture of a sun or something like that. Like there's oh. actual stickers you're going to be able to use and just put them on wherever you want. Oh, um, I haven't played with that yet. I, yeah, that's a good... It may not be fully released. Now, one of the other things I'm really excited about is I'm assuming that when the new phone comes out, whenever it's going to be, um, iOS 10 obviously usually releases... Uh, does it usually release the day the iPhone comes out? Usually we release a week before, right? I it's can't. usually like that Wednesday, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited because hopefully when that comes out, the new OS for the watch will come out. I'm more excited about that than I am anything else yeah. uh, because a lot of the reviews I've read of just the early releases is that it makes it feel like a new watch and it makes it like seven times faster like when you launch an app because everything is going to be locally on the watch now. Yeah. So, are they going to are they going to announce uh, the watch too? I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I have no idea. I don't know. Um, I don't know why I asked you. Yeah, I mean... The thing is, though, is if the new operating system makes the Apple Watch like a new watch, they may not have a reason to upgrade it because yeah. um, they put enough in the watch that this upgrade takes advantage of that. Um, I don't think a wearable should be something that's refreshed every year. Um, like I'm thinking maybe every other year or every three years. Uh, when did this come out, the watch? I don't May of last year. Okay, so we're going to May of next year maybe. Yeah, so – and the thing is, is like – Think about all these people that have hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars invested in watch bands. If you release a new watch, do these watch bands work? They better. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so I'm not really sure. So, uh, Maxwell, what other miscellaneous news do you have for us, sir? Uh, so Samsung has, in my opinion, kind of picked up a notch. They have uh, released some headphones called the Icon X, the Samsung Gear Icon X. 
their average price is 200 bucks. These are dual Bluetooth headphones. So you get a piece in each ear that is completely wireless. They come with their own charging case even, which is really cool. That is so cool. So you'll, you'll be able to recharge them. I think it was like two times in their own case. Um, they have four gigabytes of internal memory. So you'll be able to store information on them. Uh, they have fitness stuff built into it, so it tracks your heart rate. Um, and it's pretty much like the next step, I think, in in what you would need in a Bluetooth headset. Yeah, I've I've actually seen them. I have not listened to them, but I have a couple of coworkers that got them. Said the sound quality is actually really good. Uh, the only thing that I think they missed a ball on is the health stuff only works on your Samsung phone. Like, I guess, and also storing music also only works if you have a Samsung phone. If you want to use them as regular Bluetooth headphones and to take calls and stuff, you can use them with other phones. But if you want to take advantage of, like, having the built-in heart rate and also being able to locally store music on the headphones, you have to have a Samsung phone in order to use those two uh, features. So Well, yeah, I didn't read into it that much, and that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I mean, they're great headphones, but I just think a lot of times, like with Samsung, they they miss the boat. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about Apple because, uh, you know, the Apple Watch only works for the iPhone. Uh, you know, but when it comes to a wearable or headphones, you know, why not just come out with a Samsung uh, Gear Fit app for iOS that would allow these headphones to work or something like that? I don't know. So, all right, well. Thanks for the miscellaneous news, Maxwell. Uh, This part of the call is where the call, we're not on a call, this is a podcast, for God's sake. It's a call to all of our listeners. That's right. So Take a moment (laughs) and go to Gamefly and sign up. Yes, do it. Gamefly.com. Nope. Just kidding. (laughs) Gameflyoffers.com slash nerds with Mike. Correct. Yep. Got him. But yeah, it's time for the podcast. uh, Pick of the week. That's what we need to do. You just need to chime in at the end or else you'll ruin it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So I'll start off first. So my pick of the week, I don't think that I mentioned this because I think the week that I was going to mention it, I mentioned my razor instead. Um, I got a new router, guys. Really? A new router. Uh, Again? Well, I've had it for a while, like for about a month. I don't know if. Okay. But it's called a Linksys MaxStream AC5400. Uh, this, this is the one that looks like a, a uh, like a, a dead bug that yeah it's flipped over on its back right yeah with all the antennas yeah it's got eight antennas uh, <laughs> supposedly according to several websites it's the best route on the market you can get it retails I would hope so it retails it four hundred dollars so oh my god okay so it's, well so it's not cheap that's that nerds with Mike's money paying for that no uh, <laughs> I uh, I actually knew somebody that could get me it for two hundred dollars can I also know that somebody. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Um, I might be interested. So, uh, so yeah, it's got three bands. It's got a 2.4 gigahertz band and two 5 gigahertz bands. Um, it also has eight Ethernets built into the back of it. So God, overkill. Well, yeah. Uh, are you running a small business? Well, with this podcast, it's a big production, guys. I know. I mean, I got to cut down on your latency, Maxwell. The studio just <laughs> uh, yeah, it demands it. Yeah. So, um, but no, I mean, honestly, I have. Connected wirelessly, I have 17 devices, and hardwired, I have five devices. So, I mean, I got a lot of stuff. Yeah. But uh, one of the features I really like is the app that you can put on your phone. Uh, it'll Anytime you lose internet connection, even if I'm not home, it sends me a message and says, your router is no longer connected to the internet. Hmm. I'm like, oh. And I, oh, and it, so what good does that do you from 
so I can text I Sarah and say, let me guess, the internet's out, before she even says, Travis, the internet's not working. <laughs> so typically that's that's the reason. That Maybe you should put like? her phone yeah, number in there. Like yeah. yeah, I know, Maxwell. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, but one of the, this is the only route I've ever seen that the app for the router actually allows you to log in remotely when you're not at home. You can log in outside of the house, which is kind of cool. That's nice. Right. Now, that's a good point because I was thinking about uh, I use airport utility, and, and I can like access, restart it, and all that stuff right from the app. On my phone, yeah. so you don't even need an app. I think at this point, no. Um, but you have to be home, which is fine because that's where I use my internet. Yeah, but the thing is, is like <laughs> if Sarah ever texts me or calls me and says, "Hey, something's wrong with the internet," I can log in. It it tells me if it's connected to the internet. I can do a speed test within the app, or I can restart the app or restart so, the router from outside the house. And that's only if the. See that I'm confused on how that works though, because without internet, how does the app work? Oh well, if it if it messaged me and says that it doesn't have internet, then I can't. But if I need to log in and do maintenance and check and see if it's up to date or whatever it may be, you know, I can still do that. So. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. So, all right, Justin, I want you to tell the world <laughs> how I was how I've been right for the past several years. <clears throat> You've been right for the past several years. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so for several years now, Travis has been trying to get me to get a Plex server. Free. Free, yeah. And I just wouldn't do it. I said, no way, Jose. Uh, well, I've been working on uh, making a little media server in my house. And we usually use Vudu. And I was disappointed to find that uh, you can't stream HD movies on Vudu uh, from Mac Mini to uh, TV. Not even to the website? No. It says something about the HDCP compliance. So... Uh, Voodoo, you suck. So, I've been ripping all my Blu-rays to digital copies and storing them on my brand new Plex server. Yay! Yay! Uh, I love it. So, thank you, Travis. You're welcome. It's nice because I have Roku's all around the house. Uh, the little streaming sticks and the boxes. And, yeah. Um, Plex is on everything. I can watch it anywhere in my house. It's amazing. You know what else is the best about Plex? What? Other friends that you know that have Plex, you can add them as friends and watch stuff from their libraries. I know. We've been doing that. That's amazing. Yeah. Kayla started watching one of the movies you had. I haven't yet, though. Okay. That's fine. I was just saying. Like, she's used it. She's really into it. Well, good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that that she's enjoying that. Yeah. So, um, it's nice to know that I can give your fiance pleasure. Oh, man. Whoa. Oh, my Wow, God. how do I sign up? That's the real question. <laughs> oh, Has she ever been to Paris? Has she ever seen the Eiffel Tower? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> She's been skiing, though. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, she has. All right. <laughs> anyway. She's a nice lady. You just saw her, too. You I, j- I know. It's what made me think about it. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you like Plex. Have you also downloaded the app on your iPad? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, for Listen. For viewers that have a large movie library that you may get from other sources, such as the internet, such as ripping your own, however you choose to get your media, um, if you have not looked at Plex in order to like to organize your videos and th- things like that, I would highly recommend it. It's the best free app you could ever use. Uh, it'll automatically go out and fetch album artwork. It'll automatically fetch IMDb information, the movie description, and everything. Um, and you don't have to pay for a server. It just automatically does it for you. TV shows are tricky. Because of seasons and stuff? Well, you got to like format it a certain way. Like I have them in the, the library folder, but they're not even showing up because they're not formatted in, in the right way. Oh, that's strange. Yeah. 
Because I have TV shows and it wasn't an issue. Did you format it in the right way? I didn't know. I, I literally just dragged and dropped them. So I don't know. Like I know you have one show. It actually says like season one. Oh, you mean how it breaks it down. Yeah, yeah you, and you have to like label the folders a certain way to get it to work. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, because I just put like, uh, I can't remember which show I have in there now. Uh, Gotham season one. Yeah. And uh, I had all the episodes in there. And it just It's not even loading that. Oh, you got to figure that out. I'll get it fixed. I've seen you blink, Maxwell. You, you're not frozen. Don't lie to us. <laughs> all right, Maxwell. The last um, one. What's pick? your pick? Yeah. My pick this week is a new classic, in my opinion. Uh, from my understanding, because I don't have like actual TV, so I never know when things are really on the air. But uh, I've been reliving from the beginning Bob's Burgers. Oh, my God. I love that show. Never seen so it. So good. So great. So, are you serious? Never seen it. Are you it. messing with me right now? Do you no. have a, a Netflix? You have, you have Netflix. Netflix right? You have Netflix. Watch it. Okay. Time to be an adult and watch this cartoon. Well, let me <laughs> ask you something. If I had to choose to to watch Bob's Burgers or Futurama, which should I watch? Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or Fair. Mr. Robot. Fair enough. Go ahead. Go ahead, Maxwell. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Bob's Burgers. All right. Well, I guess I'll have to watch that then. All right, Maxwell, why don't you go ahead and close us out? All right. Uh, Travis, are you going to sing us out? Come back often. Oh, no. Last week I sung a... The Mickey Mouse song yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so come back often, guys. Uh, feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, you can also eat a dick. Also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. All links are zen. The show notes, GameFly and Store. Let's start this motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> so I think there's a couple typos. I don't know why uh, you went off on that tirade just now. <laughs> and, and a Ron Burgundy the ending there. <laughs> Let's get this started. Who put in Eat a Dick? Or was that from that last week? That was from last week. <laughs> oh, I just copy and pasted. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. Look, don't eat a dick unless that's something that you want to do. However, please follow and support us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, Share all the above. our stuff. Share yeah. it. Share. Sharing is caring. Yeah. Subscribe and review it. <laughs> and more, most importantly, like it when you review it. So it's a good review. Yeah. So what are you saying? If they hate it, don't review it? Maybe just try yeah, to well, like wait it. Wait until we get like 100 reviews a day before you give us a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And also, if you have any feedback for us, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, you know, if, you, if there's some topics you'd like to hear us talk about, we would love to hear suggested topics. We're uh, always looking for themed episodes. So if you guys yeah. have an idea for themes that you would like to see for an episode. Should we share our theme that we were going to do? Why? So they can be disappointed we didn't do it? Let's save for four years from now. We'll save yeah. it. Oh, yeah. as a little hint. Yeah. Or two. Or two. For the other one that happens. Yeah. That yeah. not as many people watch. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all stopping in and listening. You guys, let's get this show started. Bye.